Welcome to another episode of Be A Better Better You, an inspirational and uplifting podcast discussing relevant events that you can master to become a better you. So today we will be discussing how to live on purpose. Winston Churchill said, it's not enough to have lived. We should be determined to live for something. Now, this is a question we often hear from people, especially young professionals or students trying to figure out what they want to do with their life. What should I study for my profession? Where do I fit in? What's my purpose? What am I meant to do? We'll be taking the time to try to provide you with some answers. Here are some ways to help you understand and develop your purpose. Now, one of the first things I would actually suggest is explore the things you love to do and what comes easy to you. Now, what does that mean? Explore the things you love. Now, sometimes it could be a hobby, it could be a pastime. Maybe you love singing. Maybe you love a sport. You love to play a sport. Maybe you're good at something. What comes easy for you? What, what is it that when you do, you get a, a deep sense of satisfaction? What, what is it that is so effortless that you do? Sometimes it's for people, it's like numbers. Some people just see numbers and, and they, their eyes just light up and they just love to figure out numbers and math, you know? And that comes easy for them, very effortless. So sometimes your purpose is surrounded by something that comes easy for you, or that's something you love to do as well. Also creating a life purpose statement. Now this is very important. I find that too many times we don't take the time to create a life purpose statement. Sometimes we only see this purpose statement when it comes to preparing a CV or a resume, and and, and the company asks us for a profile. And we find at the top, we talk about how hardworking we are and how dedicated and committed and honest. But do we ever take time to sit down and write a life purpose statement? Um, Where do you want to go with your life? What do you plan to achieve with your life? You know, some people are of the opinion that when you write things out, it actually cements it better in our mind as well. Um, And I find sometimes that it really does help to write things out. And then we also declare over ourselves. So creating a life purpose statement is also very important. Also, follow your inner guidance. Now, that might sound really funny to some people. What's your inner guidance? Your inner guidance is, what is your heart really telling you? When you do certain things, when you study certain subjects, what's your inner guidance? Do you feel like, you know what? I feel that I can do this for the rest of my life. For sometimes it's a teacher, let's say for biology, and they do biology. And when you're doing this biology, you t- something you know clicks in your heart. And it tells you, hey, look, I could be really good at this or I would really like to teach biology to other students. So you really have to follow your inner guidance. And that really means you have to listen to what your heart is saying. Yes, Mar, I completely agree with that. When I was at University of the West Indies and I was studying my bachelor's degree, I didn't know what profession I wanted to pursue. And in my third year, I did two courses. It was marketing 
and human resources management. And of those two courses, I figured when I completed human resources management, there's just something special and unique about it. And I decided not to pursue marketing because I guess I think that I'm not as creative as required, but for human resources management, it's just this connection when I was studying and I have a very good, I'm, I'm good with people. I like to interact and help to develop and to build um, persons up. So having completed that course, I did follow um, that inner guidance and then I pursued my master's degree in human resources management and I'm still in that profession for the last 12 years. So that is completely correct. I completely agree with yes, that. Yes, prime example, Tanisha. And I find that this question a lot is being raised that persons at that college or university level, they're sometimes they're thinking to themselves, I want to be a doctor because it makes money. Or I want to be an accountant because, you know, it pays well. And sometimes you start it or sometimes you're even pressured by family or friends. Oh, you're good at numbers, so you should be an accountant. You should get into uh, being an auditor and you should join these things. And sometimes we have to ignore what people think is best for us. And we need to listen to our heart and our inner guidance and to figure out where we want to go. And it's very key for people who are trying to decide, especially subjects at university and starting to think about what their career is going to be because you don't want to be like people who study something for four years and then when you start to do it you find out that you have no love for that for that profession or that field and then you have to go back out and this feeds right into our next point which is decide where you want to go now this is important when we're talking about living a life of purpose we have to decide where we want to go we need to understand that we are in control of our life and our destiny not our parents not our friends not our families but we are in control so we have to decide where we want to go and that means creating a plan we have to create a plan where where do we see ourselves in the next two years in the next four years in the next 10 years i mean you're not going to be so specific in your plan that you're going to say like on day one i'm going to be here and then day 20 i'm going to be here no we're talking about very broad plans in terms of where do i want to go do you want to go to university Say you want to go to university and you know, just as I said earlier, we need to write it down. Write out that plan. Sometimes I used to like use an Excel and I would have these Excel sheets prepared. Two year plan, what I want to go reach, achieve in two years, a four year plan, a five year plan, even a 10 year plan. And you can add anything in that plan. It could be about um, marriage. It could be about owning your own home. It could be a profession. It could be education. It could even be something personal like health losing weight set yourself a goal but you have to decide where you want to go no one else only you you also need to be clear about your life purpose now this is also very key and this goes hand in hand with the previous two points we have to be clear about what our purpose is in life and you may ask yourself but i don't know my purpose and that's why i'm listening to this podcast and that's fine but you need, still need to be clear and when you create that plan and you decide where you want to go you may find a life purpose starting to emerge from all of this you know documenting and writing and thinking and even talking it through with career counselors or uh, persons who can coach you a life coach your purpose becomes more clear and more clear as you articulate what things you like and where you want to go and what your heart is telling you but at some point you have to be clear about what your life purpose is going to be is your life purpose going to be I want to be a professional accountant a doctor a nurse and then when you get to this point, you have to be clear for it and you need to go for it. You need to commit and dedicate that. You know what? This is my life purpose. 
I'm going to do that. But we do understand that at some point, you may not sometimes know your life purpose until late in life. And that's okay. It's not a, a prerequisite for life that you have to get it done by 30. And don't feel that some people out there who are in their 20s think that you don't know what you want to do with your life and therefore you're a failure. No. Some people sometimes don't ever figure out their life purpose until like they're 40 or they're 50 because they finally start to listen to their inner voice and to try to figure out what their heart was telling them all along, but they went against what they were thinking of and they did what we know sometimes is expected of them. So we have to be very clear with your life purpose. Um, also, we need to think about the times you experience the greatest joy in your life. Now, this is very key to trying to understand what excites you, what are you passionate about in life. So the times, for example, I'm not a teacher by any means, um, but I love IT. But there are times when I, I would have already uh, taught classes, IT classes, uh, uh, PowerPoint projectors or, or very specific presentation software that I really enjoy teaching young people about this IT software. Does that mean um, I'm going to be an IT specialist? Does it mean I'm going to be a teacher? No, not necessarily. But that's one of the times I, re I remember a, a very deep joy, a very deep-seated joy in uh, a level of just, you know, it was just amazing. You know, it was me sharing out of my own knowledge. It was seeing their interactions, seeing how they're growing, they're learning. And sometimes even like, I don't know if this is weird, I'm, I'm not a teacher, but sometimes giving tests and seeing students do well, it was like, great, you know, I'm kind of getting through to these people. So you need to also think back on the times where you've experienced some great joy. Maybe it was a time you, you won a race. Maybe it was a time you taught your a sibling or you taught a, a nephew or a niece something that they were struggling with. Maybe it was also like something with singing. Maybe you were just called uh, on the spot and you, you sang a solo. Or, or maybe you kind of like used to play piano and at the time you just played it again and you just felt this energy, this joy, this happiness, this peace. And sometimes for me, sometimes it's about running. Sometimes when you run, when, when I run, you know, I feel that peace. My mind starts to clear as I as I run every step, even though, yes, yeah, sometimes it's painful if I do the long distances, but sometimes I experience joy just stepping out on that road and just running and it's just me, the music and my thoughts and nature. And I and I do get some happiness and some joy from it. From it. That doesn't mean I'm going to be a runner. It doesn't mean that I'm going to be a, a professional runner, but it starts to help to, you know, shape what we are passionate about and that also can help us live a life of purpose what's also key is mapping our future mapping our future is very important while well, we're talking about creating a plan but mapping our future being very specific uh, being intentional in ensuring that we have some smaller goals to hit along our bigger goals so if my goal is to, to, to get a bachelor's or a master's in 2022 you know, I just don't leave it there, but I have a short-term goal. I, I, I map it. Now, when you map, when you travel with GPS, and I travel, I travel a lot uh, in the States and I drive, and, and, I, and I need the GPS. Sometimes I travel for hours. And you would realize the GPS doesn't tell you, well, this is your start location and this is your end location, this is the time. The GPS tells you every turn, every turn off, the highway name, the street name, it gives you specific details all along the way. It doesn't just tell you, drive this road and eventually you're going to get there after a few turns. No. So you have to also map your future. Make sure you also map the turns in your career, the turns in your life. If you know you want to get married, okay, okay. To get married, I need to be 
I need to um, be dating. I need to be courting. I need to go out more often. I need to do all those things. But you have to be very careful. Don't be too specific either. But there have to be some sort of road signs along the way that helps you map your future. Look at the big picture. This is also something that we always struggle with. Sometimes we are so nearsighted, uh, tunnel vision sometimes that we think this is my goal. And that's good to show that focus and that dedication and that commitment that you're a go-getter. Hey, I'm I want this. I'm going to go get it. But we need to sometimes step back and look at the bigger picture. And what does that mean? The same example of, of a map. If we're looking at one street on a very on a very large map. Now, we'll never see the bigger picture of a city or a state or a country. So while we want to be focused and we want to be really intentional about what we're going for, we also want to give us give ourselves the opportunity to be able to take a step back and, and see the whole painting, not just one speck of paint on the canvas, but we want to see the bigger picture. And sometimes that helps us to understand our purpose and, and how our purpose uh, all interacts with our life goals, our career goals, and our personal goals. Now, one of the last major points I'm going to hit at is a 40-20 rule. Now, what's a 40-20 rule, Mark? So the 40-20 rule basically says that you structure your time to work 40 hours, which is a full-time job, uh, 40 hours a week, but it, it recommends that you budget an additional 20 hours outside of your job to do anything that you love. So for example, if I spend 40 hours of my time um, working, that's wonderful. But I should always set aside some time. I, I love music, I love running. Set aside some couple hours and, and, and schedule it because sometimes I feel like if you don't schedule it, you don't get to it. Sometimes life gets busy and you're work, 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 work. And when you're not working, you're just relaxing. You know, you, you put on your Netflix and you chill. You spend time with your kids and your family. But it's also important to keep the focus on you. And that's what we're talking about, being a better you. So yes, well, there's time for family, there's time for friends. Spend some hours every week focusing on something that you love to do, something that really makes you happy. For me, it's running. I make sure I try to run a couple times a week. It's also music. I struggle with this one, but I try to pencil in some time to make sure I do some music theory during the week. And I just have some freestyle sessions where I just, I play piano, I just freestyle, I play some stuff. Sometimes I record it, sometimes I don't. But I try to get some other time in because sometimes life would be a little boring if all you're focusing on for 40 hours is just work, 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 work. So the 40-20 rule. Remember, try to budget 20 hours a week on doing something that you love. Now, I just want to take a look at, you know, we're not going to push Bible at you, but obviously you have to understand that I am an ordained minister, so I'm going to use what I know, which is going to be some examples from the Bible. And what's key to this, I found was a very good example, is what they call in the Bible the parable of the talents or the story of the talents. And that's actually found in Matthew 25. Now, just to give you a brief summary for those of us who don't know what that is or what the story was, but basically it tells of a story of a master who was leaving his house to travel. And before he even left, he entrusted some property to his servants. And according to their abilities, each man was given talents. Now, one servant got five, another servant got two, and the third servant got one. Now, the story goes on to say that this master was away for a long time. And upon returning home after a long absence, the master brought his three servants together, 
for an account of the talents that he gave them. Now, the first one came back. He was given five. He came up with five more. The second one was given three. And he came back with three more. And the last one got one. Now, after the master saw the first two, he was very happy and he was like, you know, good job. You really took what I gave you and you really invested in it and flipped it around. But while the last one, the servant that only had one talent, it says that he buried it in the ground and he was punished by his master for this. And now you may want to understand what does that have to do with living a life of purpose? And to be honest, it tells me three things about this story. One, everybody has a gift or talent. You just need to find out what it is and do it over and over and over again and do it on purpose. We can see from this story that the, the first and the second servant, they got their talent. You know what they did? They, they worked it. They, they invested on it. They really understood what the talent was and really worked on it. And they came back with the additional talents. Well, the person that only had one, he didn't do anything with it. Now, the second thing I want to drive home from this is that we have the ability to expand our gifts and talents by investing them. And that's stuff like education and experience. What does that mean? It means that even though everyone has a talent, we're just not stuck with the talents that we have. If I have a talent of music and running, I'm not stuck with those talents. It actually says to me, I can invest my talents and maybe get more talents. So maybe I might say music, playing music is one of my talents. Maybe if I invest it enough and work on it, then I can be talented like a singer. And there I am, I'm flipping my one talent that I've been given, and now I have a second one. So it shows us the ability that we always have the ability to expand our gifts. Don't think that if you're good at accounts, that's it. You can't be good at anything else, no. We have the ability to expand what we have by education and other means like experience. Now the final point I wanna bring home from this story is that those who do not utilize their gifts and talents they will lose them. In this story, the servant that just had the one talent, you realize that he did nothing with it. He didn't invest in it. He didn't use it. He just stuck it in the ground. And then what happened at the end of the story, the master took it away from him and gave it to those who had shown that they can manage talents and they can use their skills and they can expand their gifts and their talents even further. So just some food for thought as we wrap up slowly. Um, Barbara Hall said, the path to our destination is not always a straight one. We go down the wrong road, we get lost, we turn back. Maybe it doesn't matter which road we embark on. Maybe what matters is that we embark. And this is very true because at times the journey is more important than the destination. Sometimes the reward is not reaching our goal, but the life lessons we learn on the way there. Too many times we think that the ultimate goal in life is reaching the finish line. But instead of seeing the values of the struggles and sacrifices which were made to get us there. Now this is really very true, Tanisha. For example, sometimes we only see the finish line, you know? I just want to use Usain Bolt as an example. We, we see the gold medals, we see the, the runs, we see the man, the machine. We see how he plows through his races and he gets to the finals and then he wins. But we never see the struggles. We never see what happens along the way. So we need to also remember it's just not about the finish line. Sometimes it's about 
the destination and the journey in getting there. Well, thanks for listening. I hope that something we said here today was able to inspire you to be a better you. Around the World. Thank you for joining this segment of our podcast called Around the World. What is Around the World? We're going to take a look at certain things that are going on in the world, international, regional in the Caribbean and Latin America, South America, North America, and locally here in Barbados. So first of all, Tanisha, welcome to Around the World. Thank you. One of our first topics is, of course, as you would you would know, is that the death of Kobe Bryant happened on uh, Saturday, the 26th of January, where nine persons died in the helicopter crash that killed uh, the legend, Kobe Bryant, including his daughter, Gianna, and then seven others, including teammates of Gianna, their parents, and the pilot. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that a lot of people were just being caught off guard with it, with this uh, passing of Kobe Bryant. I think, Tanisha, remember, I, I was just at home looking at social media and I saw this post and I'm like, that has to be fake news. Yeah, you did. That has to be fake news. This, I can't, and it was from TMZ, so you already know that I was questioning it like, uh-uh, TMZ news, breaking news? Not sure I'm going to trust TMZ for that one. Did my research and then I saw that, you know, I was like, okay, well, CNN has it. Uh, MSNBC has it. Fox News has it. Okay, so maybe there's some truth in it. And the outpouring of persons who didn't even know Kobe. I mean, right here in Barbados, we had people who have some friends who play basketball. And even they started to post black pictures, put up black flags, because he meant so much to the basketball community, the basketball world, and he was only 41. He was now starting his life after basketball. How did how did that make you feel, Tanisha? I remember when I told you. It was extremely saddening, especially for a couple of weeks, everybody posting. I mean, the amount of people that posted the day um, that the news broke. And then throughout the week, I just had to, I actually eventually just stopped looking at it because it's just so sad how it all happened. You know, it just, we just have to really live in the moment. As you said, live on purpose. We just never know when our time is up. So just take the time to love those around you, your family, your friends. Just live life on purpose and just enjoy life and live every moment. Forgive others, you know, don't hold grudges. It's really not worth it because we just don't know when our time will be up. So that's my encouragement. I think a lot of people took away that um, life lesson mm-hmm. from his death. A lot of people said, you know, especially um, girls and their fathers, a lot of people, yeah. you know, the hashtag girl dad went viral as well too. So people mm-hmm. started to appreciate. So we really have to learn to appreciate and love those around us. Yeah, I agree, Tanisha. I, I think even uh, like you said, at some points, I actually had to stop looking at some of the videos and the tribute videos. And I loved what the NBA did in terms of the, the 24 second and the eight second backcourt violation in, you know, in honor of him. And I, and I believe later this month, I think um, the Lakers organization is going to be doing a tribute to him, I believe on the 24th of February. So I'll definitely be tuning in, taking a look at that game to see how the tribute goes. Um, but yeah, it was, it really did shake um, the, 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 the basketball fraternity. And the world. Uh, and the world, yeah. I mean, like all over Italy, Philippines, people have been giving tributes. They've been uh, paintings, murals, dedications of courts uh, for Kobe Bryant and his and his uh, daughter and also everyone else that was involved, the other girls and the pilot and everything. And I know everybody's asking themselves the question, like, why, why Kobe? And I know people are saying these conspiracy theories, but you know, 
as you said, we don't know what's going to happen. So we need to live every day like it's last, our, our last and not have any regrets. Agreed. Yeah. The other major thing that's been happening in the world, Tanisha, is this coronavirus. coronavirus. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been following it slowly, you know, and <laughs> it's been very interesting. It's slowly becoming an epidemic and, and everybody's wondering, like, how could this happen? You know, um, this is from the region, you know, the, the Wuhan in China. Now, I'm, I, I don't speak Chinese, so if I really mispronounce that, I'm really, really sorry. But anybody out there who's listening and says, like, oh, he botched that name. You're good. Really you're sorry. Good. Thank you. Thank you. At least I have one person, but she doesn't speak <laughs> Chinese. So that's that's not really what I'm looking for here. Um, but this is an epidemic now, man. I mean, it's crazy. Before it was in China. Now it's in the U.S. Um, it's almost all over the world, man. It's Luckily, we haven't had any cases in the Caribbean of it as yet. Maybe um, more. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, it's crazy. I saw some videos of... Um, how that city in um, China has been completely locked down and people are ill, people are dying. And to encourage others, they're opening windows in, in, in the skyscrapers and the tall tall buildings. And they're singing patriotic songs, trying to encourage people who are sick and suffering. Um, you know, but it's, it's crazy. I even saw this, um, I saw this Twitter feed um, of a cruise ship off the coast of Japan and the cruise ship is quarantined. They, they've actually run out of food, run out of medicine. So much so that they've had to like airlift supplies. I mean, that's crazy. Like, I like a long cruise, but we're talking about over 15 days now, and, and I'm still on the ocean just bobbing up and down. But I really do hope that eventually, I know they say that a cure can't be done anytime soon, um, but I really hope that uh, people really take it seriously and understand just general hygiene is important, guys. Uh, washing your hands, using hand sanitizers if you're. If you're sneezing, make sure you cover your nose. These are simple ways that we should have... I'm sure our mothers brought us up saying, you know, you sneeze, you put your hand to your nose. And these are simple ways we can ensure that we don't pass on anything or that we don't get sick ourselves. We do have to ensure, you know, general hygiene is the best approach to, to anything, not not just because of this virus, but everything on a whole. Any thoughts on that, Tanisha? Uh, that one is, I, as I told you, I think I told you earlier today, um, it seems like a movie uh, the guy that actually sounded the alarm bell, um, the news said back in December, and the authorities, uh, they arrested him, and, you know, they were trying to quiet him, and then eventually, you know, the virus did come out, and he, unfortunately, we heard that he died. It just feels like a movie that we've watched, you know, and it's really sad, and I really pray that, um, you know, there's some vaccine or something that can be developed ASAP to really try to curb and to stop the further spreading of the virus you can follow us on instagram at be a better umw and you can also email us at be a better umw at gmail.com for any questions you may want answered on the show well that's all the time we have right now tune in next time to be, Be a, a better, better you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.